Hey fans, welcome to another episode of Inside the Shrine. This is episode number 28. Uh, everything you need to know about Baby Cakes Baseball, but we're afraid to ask. But if you want to ask, you certainly can just by going to at Cakes Baseball on uh, your social media platforms and just send us a question. Uh, I'm Cookie Rojas, Senior Vice President, General Manager, and today on the show, it's a short one. Uh, we got uh, Tim Grubbs just back from a home stand. He's the voice of the New Orleans Baby Cakes. And we're going to talk a little bit about the team and uh, see what's coming up on the uh, home stand stand uh, that we're in right now. We've got the, the Iowa Cubs coming to town later on this week. This is Tuesday, the 16th of uh, April. And then we've got the Omaha Storm Chasers, which are the um, the Kansas City Royals affiliate coming to town for the rest of the weekend. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And now, welcome to Inside the Shrine with your host, Cookie Rojas, along with Cakes announcer Tim Gross. Cakes Baseball, the road to the big leagues goes through the Big Easy. So sit back, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey fans, welcome back to Inside the Shrine. I'm your host, Cookie Rojas, and I'm joined in the studio here at the Shrine on Airline by the voice of the New Orleans Baby Cakes, Mr. Tim Grubbs. What's going on, Tim? Well, it's great to be here, and it's great to be wearing short sleeves That's after the last true. week. You just came <laughs> back from a nice little uh, road trip, uh, and you had a cold out. Two of them. <laughs> And we probably could have had more. <laughs> For folks that don't understand that, <laughs> it blows my mind, because I know I've seen these before, being in the Northeast, and um, and you knew it, too. You said that you, you said it was really funny. Um, your luggage this trip was like half short sleeves and then half winter coat. Right. <laughs> yeah, because so. the first game of the series in Des Moines was nice. Yeah. It was like 68 degrees yeah. and it was so it was short sleeve. You know what I mean? It was comfortable. <laughs> it was very similar today. A little cooler than here today, sure. but still very comfortable. Yeah. And then and then the second day was supposed <laughs> to be not that bad, which it, it ended up cooling down a little bit. But by day three, it was, yeah. you know, Bundle up. Now, did it rain at all in uh, Omaha? Was it? Uh, it, it rained. I know that, that those games got cold too. We were officially yeah. colded out. We did yeah. not get rained out at all. It, it did rain like a, while we were there, and I saw snow yeah. flurries when we Oof. were there, Oof. just to kind of give you an idea. And the one day in Omaha, it was forty-five mile an hour winds. Yeah, I, and it was I, temperatures were like thirty-one, so yeah. the feels like was like closer to like twelve. Yeah, I got the uh, report. Obviously, the the league and the GM for the other team and CC'd me and. And it's just brutally cold. Yeah, both yeah. both decisions made by Sam and Marty were both correct. Yeah. They canceled night games. Mm-hmm. We were able to make up the one night game in Omaha with a day game the next day, a doubleheader during the day. Gotcha. During right. the day with the sun shining. Yeah. It yeah. was cold. Even though it's cold, though, it feels a little bit better than it feels it would a little be better. than if you would I mean, the guys were still there. wearing their little beanies. Yeah. You, you saw baby cakes gear that you don't see here you saw all the sweatshirts you saw the black winter coats like the parkas that you have i never see them worn here so you see stuff that you take take photographs because you'll never see it in new orleans if you're a big fan you should have been on you know watching it through the milb app and and checking it out though so but tell us a little bit about i know uh you know zach gallon obviously when he opened up the season for us we're 11 games in right now we're five and six um when this is uh being recorded here today but uh, Zach Allen, Pitcher of the Week for the PCL. Yeah, no, I think it was a no-brainer. Obviously, I'm not looking at the stats of the other guys, right. but you couldn't pitch any better than what Zach did in his first two starts. So yeah. I think he pitched great. Yeah. I think uh, he's supposed to start uh, tomorrow right. here Wednesday, at home against yep, Iowa, header. which mm-hmm. would be Wednesday. And mm-hmm. uh, if, I don't know when this will be posted, but mm-hmm. come out and see him because if he does that again, yeah. I, I don't know how much longer they can really keep him here. Yeah, they, I just saw something today on, a, on an alert, I guess a uh, thing that they did for Zach in Miami on their prospect. I think it was the, the Fox, uh, Fox Sports Florida. Fox, yeah, exactly. They did a little segment on Zach when he was in spring training, and uh, he still hasn't really pitched. I mean, he hasn't been 
called up. It hasn't right, he's been, not on the right, forty man, right. so they don't have to have him protect. There are, you know, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes where you don't have to have a guy protected on the right. forty man yet. He would have to be protected at the end of this season mm-hmm. for the Rule Five draft right. for next year. But right. I, I think he, they're going to call him up probably at some point this year. Just, so it's just yeah. a matter of when's the right time. <clears throat> when do you want to start his clock? Right. You know, and are, are you sure? I mean, the Marlins in the past. Mm-hmm. A lot of times rushed guys. Sure. You know, and all of a sudden they would have two or three good starts here, mm-hmm. and you would call them up, and then all of a sudden you start their clock, and then two or three years later they weren't a finished product, and then you potentially could lose a guy right. because he's out of options. Right. So there, it's not just always trying to be cheap or it's not always trying to be, play favorites. Right. A lot of times you better make sure that you're ready just, right. just to make sure right. that you're not rushing a guy and that it ends up costing you in the end. I mean, Brad Hand, a guy that spent four years here in New Orleans, mm-hmm. they lost him because they rushed him. Gotcha. And now he is a, a big deal in Cleveland. Yeah. And, you know, he's been. He, they lost him for nothing. They right. didn't even trade him. So, right. And that, that's a big mistake from the old administration. And so with a kid like Zach, for him, the minute he gets called up, his clock starts ticking, right. correct? Yeah, so as soon as you get put on that 40-man, you're, you're, you can only be – basically you got three options, right. which is not up and down three times. That's right. up and down three years. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you get sent back down, that, that burns one option. Gotcha. So 2020 would be option number two. Yeah. 2021 would be option number three. So by 2022, you better be a major leaguer yeah. the rest of your career right. or else you're going to be exposed to waivers. And then you saw – I mean, you saw Zach last year. He was uh, one of our all-stars. Um What's your assessment? Have you seen a lot of pitchers come through? And you know. you know, Zach last year had a roller coaster year. His numbers were always good, mm-hmm. and he was an all star, and he mm-hmm. put up a good year. But I tell you, the Zach that I've seen t- two times this year is dominating compared to the Zach we saw last year. Mm-hmm. So you can already see the maturity, and you can already see him fine-tuning a few things. He's just a lot sharper than he was a year ago, and mm. that's why sometimes it's best, you know, just like with when you're a cook, you know, sometimes it's best to let that thing, uh, like a fine wine, yeah, just age just age. a little bit longer. If yeah. you rush it, you, yeah. you can't just put the cork back on it, gotcha. you know, and, and let that thing age any further, and, and sometimes that can stun someone's development right. to go up there and get beat up, and right. I'm not saying that would happen, but, you know, inevitably it will. It will. Yeah, I it mean, will. Even, even it happens to all of them. Even the greats, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So it happens to them, and and it's just a matter of, uh, you said at the very start, mentally, you know, the maturity level. The maturity level. Can and I think Zach, Zach was a college kid. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously North he's Carolina. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So he's a little bit further along. And mm-hmm. I think the college kids a lot of times I agree. are a little bit further along because they've gone through the ups and downs at right. the college level, especially at a major Division One school in the ACC like right. North Carolina. Right. And then we've got uh, Austin Dean got called up, uh, but he was one of six players that had a seven-game hit streak. Uh, got called up, hit a home run in that uh, three-home run inning for the Marlins. Uh, um, it was nice to see him go up there, but now we've got uh, Monty Harrison. Uh, yeah. Finally the, the, Monty's uh, finally playing. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I think uh, I'm going to quote Keith Johnson. He was our guest on the pregame interview on the radio on Sunday. Austin Dean got sent down. He could have really kicked a few things along the way and mm. could have been really bitter. He came down here with a smile on his face. He did, yeah. And yeah. you didn't know that he was probably the first guy, mm-hmm. you know, that he was the last guy to probably get cut yep. by the Marlins in spring, by the way his demeanor was in the clubhouse and on mm. media day and all that stuff. He went out there and played his game, and it didn't take long. No, it's true. And, you know, and I think there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah, that he handled he, it so he well. He handled it so well. He played really well, and he's went up there, and uh, he had a great first game. He had mm-hmm. a sacrifice fly, and then, of course, you just talked about his second game. So yeah. I'm happy for him. Me too. And, good you guy. You know, and I like when that happens yeah, yeah. to those he's guys. He's a good guy. And then – Monte finally getting a chance to play. I know at the beginning of the season he wasn't 
uh, playing. He was dealing with some things. Yeah, he and, aggravated yeah. his wrist right at the end of spring training. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that could be. you got to be know, careful with that. you got to yeah. be very careful, but you also got to be careful, like, all right, you you're ready to go at the end of spring training, and then mm. you aggravate at your wrist. You don't play for like a right, week. Right. Your timing might be off. Your timing could really throw you off. So his first game, he was 0 for 4, didn't mm. really show a lot. Mm. But I think uh, after getting regular playing time in Omaha, mm-hmm. you know, he hit the grand slam yep. on Sunday. So I think he's getting there. Mm-hmm. On, and obviously, an off day uh, on Tuesday of this week. So it's, it's kind of been a, a weird schedule. We've played five straight day games. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the postponements. Yep. And it's better for the cold weather, but right. that's, you know, you don't have batting practice. No. The guy's routine and rhythm is a little bit off. Sure. They're used to, you They're know, used to coming to the ballpark at a certain time, playing at that certain time at night, and it kind of throws their uh, their rhythm off. But, yeah, our schedule's been yeah. kind of quirky to start the year. but uh, Yeah, I mean, today we were uh, supposed to be slated right. to play a game today, and it's a rare off day courtesy of the, of the league giving us permission because we have, uh, we're recording this Tuesday, um, the 16th of April, and we have the Wally Pontiff Classic, and uh, that's obviously one of the biggest days here at the Shrine on Airlines. So we're going to get a chance to see some really quality uh, D1 you know, baseball here. Today. Yeah, and it'll be great to see the ballpark packed and yeah. all the fans just park it in here. And then, they're already here. And, yeah, they're, lot, they've been here probably all day, yep. you know, and the food already smells great in the yeah. parking yeah. lot. I might have to do a couple little walk <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad idea. Yeah, and then, exactly. you know, it's great for us. We flew back last night, so it's a it's a clean day off. That's true. You know, very a often we yeah. travel. Like, we have a day off next Tuesday at the end of this homestand, but, but we travel. travel. Yeah. So, I mean, ask someone that if you go ahead and go to work today for eight hours and call that a day off. Right. You know, most people won't call that a day off. I mean, I, mean, I always laugh because when I'm traveling, it's not relaxing at all. Right. It's stressful. You got to get to the airport on time. Is my flight going to be on time? I got to get through security. I got to go sit down. I got to wait. Is there a delay? You know, it's, the, it's all those aggravations add up. And these guys are no different. I mean, we're not traveling on you know on luxury charter flights. We're flying here on you know on you know regular carriers just like right. everybody else. And yeah. So. No. Like yesterday, we played an 11 a.m. game, mm-hmm. so everybody had to be at the ballpark at 8 a.m. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Some of them got there a little bit earlier, and we didn't land here in New Orleans till midnight yeah. or close to midnight. Yeah. So it's not – even though we got done with a game at 2 o'clock in the mm-hmm. afternoon yesterday, we still had to wait, you yeah. know, because of the six-hour rule, and then yeah. we had to catch a flight. We flew to Dallas, and yep. it's yeah. – it's a, it makes for a it's long the, it's day. It's the toughest so. league, I think, to travel in. It really it, – it, I just can't other. see – Compared to the International League, compared to, like, the, the – um, what's called double-A league here, the Southern League. Southern League. league. This is the tough. You know, those league. buses can beat people yeah. up, yeah. especially, you know, mm-hmm. the older guys. But right. this is a tough league. But yeah. I would prefer to always travel at night, yeah. you know, than having True. to tr- wake up at 4 in the morning, Hop on that travel fly. during the day, and, and then have to play, play that play night because yeah. that makes the day even longer. So shifting gears, we've got uh, for this upcoming homestand, we've got two, got a doubleheader with uh, Iowa tomorrow. Then we play them on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. And then we've got uh, the rest of the homestand with the Royals. Um, from what you've seen or heard, what can you tell us about the Cubs? What can you tell us a little bit about the Royals? Well, they're both – I mean, obviously everybody's a Cubs fan. Not everybody, but there's a lot of Cubs fans out Cubs there. Fans, yeah. And Ian Happ, a guy that's been in the big leagues for the last two years, is on their team. Mm. So we'll get a chance to see him. And there are a lot of major league players for both clubs. Mm. Um, you know, Jorge Bonifacio is playing for Omaha. And then uh, some of the Cubs prospects, their farm system's not as rich as it was. As it was, yeah. They won that, they, they won that World Series championship. So, but they yeah. spent some of those players be, mm. to make some of that happen. So, But they're still – it's going to be fun to look at these guys. And they get a lot of pubs, so a lot of people have heard of them. So I'm looking forward to seeing them here in this ballpark. Mm. You know, when we were playing up there, the ball flew a little bit. Yeah. And uh, we didn't wasn't as many home runs as it was here opening weekend, right. but I think there's something to be said about the new baseball. 
Um, I've heard a lot about this. It jumps. Yeah, it really does, huh? And I think we, it's a small sample size. We played 11 games, mm. but we've already allowed the equivalent of home runs. I think we did all of last April. So it's much ahead of pace now. Mm. Sometimes one week can't really – it doesn't keep it up. But I think it's going to. Mm. I think a couple podcasts from now we'll have to really – Take a look at the numbers. Take a look at the numbers Compare. and really we'll dive see into Dave that. Dave Sachs can help us out and see. Yeah, maybe our producer. I think we need a Chris bigger sample size too, so, than we yeah. do now. But I think we need mm-hmm. to wait till maybe early May. If we mm-hmm. get about a month in. I think we're going to be talking about this. All right. Well, Tim, thanks for joining us today. Where can folks find you on social media? Um, my social media is Mr. M R Tim Grubbs, and the only reason why it's Mr. because Tim Grubbs and T Grubbs were already gone. Were so. they really? Yeah. Yeah. I, could, I, I <laughs> caught on to the I'm Twitter thing. Those guys. I caught on the Twitter thing late, and I just. <laughs> Every combination I could come up with couldn't work. So That's I was it. like, all right, I'm really going to do this. Okay. All right. Well, so, folks, please. Uh, but I post pictures yeah. from around the road yep. and so people can see what the ballparks look like in Omaha and Iowa and elsewhere. And all right, Before we go, though, uh, where did you go eat in Iowa? I went to uh, a place called the High Life Lounge. The High Life Lounge. Okay. So, and right. I had a pork tenderloin there. Very nice. Which okay. was very good. Right. And then uh, I also ate an Iowa chop, uh, which is a thick pork chop. Ooh. See, I'm a pork person. When you're nice. in Iowa, you eat pork. Yeah. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> yep. Um, in uh, Omaha, I had a cheesesteak sandwich, Ooh. but it's different than the cheesesteak that you Philly? than your Philly. It's not all shaved. It's literally like. A piece it's of steak. A pizza steak. Wow. Thin, I'm hoping, thin. right? Yeah. yeah, it's thin. Is it's it not, one or is it a few? It's it's No, it's one piece of steak. Really? Yeah. Um, it's probably like a four-ounce really? st- sirloin. Huh. Um, and they melt the cheese on it, and then they put like some sort of aioli on it. Oh, nice. And then the lettuce, tomato, and it's, it's really good. So it comes dressed, and it's It se? comes dressed. Yeah. It has lettuce, tomato, onion, gotcha. and all that sort of yeah. stuff. It is... Um, it's chew- it's more chewy mm. than like a cheesesteak because that's all shaved. Right. But it's it's still your teeth go right through it. Ooh, so it's you know, nice. And, it's, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's and cooked very well. It was right. cooked very well. Gotcha. I mean, it's, gotcha. You could have probably cut it with a butter knife. Oh. You know, it's not like you need to bring out the <laughs> steak knife. It's not like shoe leather. Right. No, no, no. And it was a good steak. I mean, it was good. <laughs> I good um, to know. In fact, I sat down. It was the special. Nice. And I'm a big fan of whatever's on that chalkboard I am I'm buying. too. I always ask, hey, what do you got today? <laughs> What's the soup of the day? I'm going to go with that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So. so I ate that, and I also had a nice bowl of chili when I was up there. Obviously, nice. you could tell I was probably going more wintry. Because it was very cold. It was though. very so you're, cold. You're, you get a pass on this one. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, but. In Omaha, we don't have a whole lot of food options okay. because of where the hotel is. Yep. Um, it's out, but and that, we didn't venture out too much. And I wasn't walking too far. Cold. Yeah. I wore my baby cake beanie cap a little bit up I'm there jealous. just to I don't stay have warm. One. I might have to get one, Carissa. We have to find these beanies. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Tim, and follow him at Mr. Tim Grubbs on uh, on Twitter for all the updated information on the road and pictures of the ballpark, and he'll keep you in tune with what's going on especially with his connections with the uh, the Marlins and other folks that he follows. You might want to know what's going on on the farm. Tim, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back with the rest of the show in a minute. This is Skip Bertman for the championship team at Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. I'm often asked, what makes a winning team? It's really pretty simple. Commitment, knowledge, and passion for the game. Gulf Coast Bank is committed to our community. Passionate about our customers and home run hitters when it comes to knowing how to help their clients make important financial decisions. Stop by any branch today and meet this championship locally owned banking team at Gulf Coast Bank. The bank that cares about you. Member FDIC. Mike Trout and Bryce Harper, Aaron Judge and Jose Altuve. But who will be Major League Baseball's next big star? 
Find out on MILB.tv. With more than 6,500 live games from minor league teams across the country, you won't miss a pitch, a prospect, or promotion on the way to the show. Watch home games from more than 100 clubs, including affiliates of every major league team, as well as select all-star and postseason games. Download the MILB First Pitch app to watch on the go. See baseball's future now, only on MILB.tv. Shopping for your new car, truck, van, or SUV shouldn't be a hassle. We make it easy with a big selection and even bigger savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event at Royal Honda. From Civic to Accord, CRV to Pilot, at Royal Honda, we're putting the dream in your driveway. Royal Honda, the dealership that's different. 5600 Veterans Memorial Boulevard in Metairie. Shop hundreds of vehicles online at royalhonda.com. Hey, Kicks fans, Cookie Rojas here. I'm joined at the uh, studio here at the Shrine on Airline by Miss Emily Glass. Emily, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely, Cookie. It's always a pleasure to be in the Big Easy. (laughs) Now, Emily, tell – so, folks, if you don't know, we've got a lot of people that help players um, reach their maximum potential. Um, And in your current role, which you're going to tell our fans and our listeners, we have a lot of players uh, from different countries who may have some difficulty uh, with a command of the English language or maybe some of the uh, American customs that we might have. So can you tell fans what your official title is and and what you normally do? Mm -hmm. So my name is Emily Glass, and I'm the education coordinator with the Miami Marlins. And that means I'm a minor league coordinator. So we have coaches in pitching, catching, infield that go across the minor leagues from AAA to rookie ball and help coordinate coaching and I help coordinate education and professional development of our players and a huge piece of that is is targeted at our international players at, at teaching them English and teaching them how to rent an apartment how to manage money how to rent or buy their first car how to cook um but it's also it's also teaching players that are from Canada and the U.S. some Spanish to communicate with their teammates. Wow, I didn't know that. And and helping our players help one another. So okay. our biggest thing is teaching our players to be accountable and to be to respect one another t- to the highest um, level of excellence. Mm-hmm. And that's that's tough because guys are competing with each other sometimes. So that accountability um, is huge, and it's it's central to what we are building here. Yeah, good. I had no idea that you worked. Uh, with other players and, and trying to help them with their Spanish to be able to that's true because if you have a Spanish speaking pitcher or an infielder and you're the catcher mm-hmm. you got to be able to communicate with those guys on the field I didn't even think of that part I always think of just the opposite you mm-hmm. know being a minority being Latino I always see just the opposite I don't realize the importance of someone trying to understand that language yeah that's been a huge pri- priority coming from our CEO Derek Jeter so he taught himself in his 22 years in the big leagues a lot of Spanish uh-huh. and was able to do that and so it's a priority from him that we our goal of where we want to go is to be the first bilingual team in professional mm-hmm. sports. So let me ask you this. So uh, how did you get into this business uh, in the first place? I mean, mm-hmm. what's your background? So I have been playing softball and baseball my whole life. And after I played collegiate softball in Los Angeles. And upon graduating, I was awarded a Watson Fellowship wow. to study uh, international baseball and player development systems around the world. So I spent um, four months in the Dominican Republic, four months in Japan, and four months in Australia. Wow. And kind of juxtaposed and saw what 
what those those three cultures did and specifically I worked for Major League Baseball in the Dominican Republic and from that experience I, I, I was helping evaluate player education programs and from that I really wanted to build a program mm. um, so I worked a little a bit under the mentorship of a woman at the Pittsburgh Pirates who built their program her name is Mayu Fielding and just learning from Mayu I really wanted to, you know, was seeking this an opportunity and then um, got in touch with with Gary Denbo and and with the larger Marlins player development team and mm. it went from there oh, so you've been with the organization now is it two three years now um, it's now this is my second full season okay and so the marlins um if i'm not mistaken have a an academy in 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 latin america in the dominican republic is that correct is that the only country we have an academy at right now yeah so we uh every, all 30 teams have an academy in the dominican republic and that's our only international um headquarters and academy mm-hmm. and that's outside santo domingo mm-hmm. and other teams used to have one in venezuela but with the situation there right now most of teams have sure. ended up closing right. those facilities yeah. so um your spanish did you learn Spanish uh, in high school? Did you continue with that in college? Is that is that how you got your background? In, in the, the command of the language? Yeah, I, I'm still a student and, and that helps me with our players who kind of struggle and want to be fluent and sometimes are afraid to make mistakes, but I've studied Spanish for nine years, beginning in high school, and then in college I studied in Salamanca, Spain, and wow. that's when I really gained some fluency conversationally and some command of the language. So basically you were out there living amongst the uh, folks of a completely different culture and you immerse yourself and were able to have a command of the language. Exactly. Um, the best of the command of the language you can have. Yeah, and the, that experience in Salamanca, I was there for, for a whole year and and living on my own and, and wow. fending for myself and renting my first apartment in a new place. And then I did that again when I lived in the Dominican Republic. And that's when you learn, like, Dominican Spanish is so is different from Castellano mm-hmm. or and even in Spain, different parts different parts of Latin America, different parts of Spain speak differently. And so when I'm still working on my Dominican Spanish because, gotcha. you know, you, they drop all the words and have a lot of slang. Yeah. What about, um, you mentioned some of our, like, uh, 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 Asian players um, you know, coming from Japan or maybe mm-hmm. coming from Korea. Um, do you are you able to work with them and and have you practice uh, the different you know Japanese or, or Korean? Yeah, so I, w- I we do work with them as well. Uh, right now in the minor leagues, we just don't happen to have any of those players, mm-hmm. um, so it's not on the top of my mind. But when we have, we do work with them as well. And I used to speak some some Japanese, and I have lost uh, most of it. Yeah. I I can have a basic conversation. Uh, um, I tried. I, tr- I I really did. I. Tried tried to learn a little bit because we had a couple of Japanese players in the uh-huh. Boston Red Sox system and when they would come through Pawtucket I would I would at least be able to say hello or you know good afternoon mm-hmm. um, but then they would get excited and I'd be like that's about it that's <laughs> as far as we're going with this but um, but that's awesome that you do that now um, what's your typical is there such a thing as a typical because people always ask me like what's a typical day or week or mm-hmm. what's it like for you yeah I'd say it changes uh, depending on the season of course but and I spend 
I definitely spend a week out of the month in Jupiter, which is our player development headquarters, and there we have our rookie team and our high A team. And sometimes we're still helping players in Miami from Jupiter, and we have the privilege of having our our spring training facility so close to our big league club. Mm. But that's generally a week out of the month. And the rest of three weeks out of the month, I'm roving across the minor leagues and helping at each minor league affiliate we have a teacher right now everywhere besides new orleans they're fully bilingual so they're able to teach both spanish and english here in new orleans right now we're focused on some we haven't found that perfect candidate but we have an amazing teacher who Mm -hmm. teaches english to some of our most vulnerable players that's great that's awesome well what kind of advice would you give to anyone who's interested in something like this is this something that's Obviously, you mentioned all 30 teams have it. Is it something that they're going to constantly work on as we continue to expand our international footprint in baseball? Yeah, I mean, I would say not this. The way the Marlins have built this program is very unique, and the way each of the thirty teams structure their player development and their baseball operations is is unique and different. But my my best advice is like build relationships and and try to learn from people and and ask questions. Like I think when I was outside the game, a lot of times I wanted to show, oh, I understand the game, but you know ask questions mm-hmm. a lot of people know the game and there's a lot of metrics metrics that people that we're using behind closed doors even if you know the game it's better to ask you know hey what type of athlete are you looking for than mm. say hey this is a prospect in an organization for some reason that's so that's my advice build relationships look to learn um and just strive every day to try to make a positive impact on mm. on others what would you want to do um just for our, our folks that are listening out there um what would be something that you in terms of your career you see yourself doing uh, moving forward in baseball or in sports? Yeah, I haven't thought about that. Only In only my second year of building this program, I'm really focused on trying to get it to the next level and the task of trying to be the first and striving to be the first bilingual professional sports team is a big one. But whatever I do do, I end up doing, I want to I work with players and help them both on and off the field. Mm-hmm. And whether whether that my, I'm doing that here or in some other form in the future i'm sure i'll be Mm. learning and be very happy cool all right well emily thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule before i let you go out a couple of kind of silly questions so you've been to new orleans a few times any particular food that you like oh absolutely that's not that's a serious question my one of my favorite restaurants is mandina's oh yeah Um, i I love that that restaurant and i love the i don't know how you call it but the almondine oh i know you're talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that's that's really unique and i never had that growing up in california or in florida so the goldfish almondine is fantastic also so the Bonton Cafe downtown. If if my if somebody special parents or anyone else is in town, that's a good spot. And there's so many more. No, there are there are a lot. Now you just reminded me of a restaurant. I got to take my wife and my daughter. My daughter's coming to town after her semester's done um, in uh, in May. So mental note i'll be taking her there to mandina's i have not taken her there yet so where can folks find you on uh, social media um on social media on twitter i i am at eglass edu and and linkedin emily glass and i don't use much more than that, <laughs> no problem yeah. emily thank you again i appreciate it and continued success and uh we we really appreciate you taking the time on yeah. to talk to us thanks cookie always a pleasure to be in new orleans and go cakes thank you folks we'll be right back with the rest of the podcast sit back and relax and we'll talk to you soon here's a real post from a real chick-fil-a guest 
at Brittany Zillig writes, have you ever had an egg white grill from Chick-fil-A? If not, you're definitely missing out. Egg whites, cheese, and grilled chicken on a toasty English muffin. Hashtag drooling. Now we're drooling, Brittany. Are you sure you don't work for Chick-fil-A? You pretty much nailed that description. I'll just add, it's the little things like grilled flavor in the morning that jumpstart your day. Share your stories at Chick-fil-A with hashtag the little things. This summer, take a jaunt down the road to a southern paradise where the people move to a beat of their own. Experience Jefferson Parish, a family fun getaway with unique attractions, familiar faces, and once-in-a-lifetime memories. In Jefferson Parish, you can come face-to-face with nature, tee up a good time, or savor the spice known around the world. To discover an unforgettable adventure, go to visitjeffersonparish.com. It's where New Orleans plays. Respect. It's more than a word. In the U.S. Army, it's one of our core values, earned through selfless service to our nation and making a difference both at home and abroad. On the Army team, respect is earned daily. And now, in addition to earning respect, you may earn up to $40,000 in bonuses if you qualify. To learn more, visit GoArmy.com bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Hey, fans, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Inside the Shrine. Please rate and review us and uh, just let us know what we're doing right and what you'd like to know uh, in terms of the show and what we can add to it. And uh, I do want to say again, please send us your questions. We'd love to hear from you. You can send them to uh, at Mr. Tim Grubbs on Twitter. You can send them to me at the Cookie Rojas on Twitter. Um, and you can send it to at Cakes Baseball uh, on Twitter as well. Just send us your questions, and uh, if we pick your question, uh, we'll give you a big shout-out. How's that? All right? So thank you very much. We appreciate it. Again, I'm Cookie Rojas, Senior Vice President and General Manager of the New Orleans Baby Cakes, and I approve this podcast.